Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N-Guitars.com What's up, everybody? We're going to talk about vocational uh, community college training programs and cannabis today on a very, very brief episode. I figured what I would do is I would jump online and I am building out my web page. I'm not sure if you've ever seen this website before, but uh, you probably have if you ever Googled anything from me. And then you're able to subscribe to our little newsletter that's right on there as well. And that's what I'm trying to build out. I make these websites, Community College Cannabis Vocational Pilot Program in Illinois. That's what we're going to be discussing today. We're going to actually go over uh, the application. I figured it would be fun if I just uh, spent some time, maybe about five, 10 minutes, and went over the cannabis application here because in Illinois, eight, eight community colleges. And stick around until the end of this episode because that's when you'll find out exactly how many community colleges are in Illinois. So you can see how many of them, eight, are going to get licensed, but what are their chances? Find out on this episode of... Welcome, everybody. Again, my name is Tom. Below is my LinkedIn uh, profile information. And if you wanted to follow me on LinkedIn, uh, there it is. And uh, I am also a cannabis lawyer. And if you Google that term, you're probably going to find my website, this cannabisindustrylawyer.com, of which we are currently making content right now regarding the cannabis college vocational pilot program in Illinois. These are the types of licenses that really have me quite excited in the cannabis industry. You see, the um, these are like one of those lesser licenses. And so in Kentucky, they have this interesting kind of like uh, education based license. In Illinois, they have some registrations of some um, some companies that are able to do the registered agent dispensary training, for example. And there's about 26 of them. And I think that this uh, pilot program especially is going to be able to give uh, those types of businesses uh, a public private opportunity and partnership that they can get their curriculum into these community colleges through uh, creative licensing and applicationing uh, of this. But then also you're going to start to see more certifications be legitimized in the cannabis industry through licenses like this. I'm interested in these types of licenses and also these research types of licenses that Denver uh, has recently passed. And so there is going to be uh, a new types of licenses as uh, cannabis gets to be taught at the uh, college level. Currently, most of the certifications that you get, they aren't necessarily through a university. Uh, Oaksterdam University, for example, is a private institution, and there's a lot of these private credentialization mills, if you will, 
And now that Illinois has this type of license, it's fascinating that they're going to actually start having people be able to like maybe get a, an associates in cannabis or a, a major in cannabis production. So let's dive in really quick. And uh, we're just going to talk about this uh, application. So I'll go through it. Uh, I'll comment on it. We'll explain things about it. And this would be something that you would consider when you are going to fill out this application. You always need to really uh, review the application very, very clearly because you want to comply with what the application's requesting of you. And the community college pilot program in Illinois has a lot more time ahead of it. Uh, many community colleges were quite hard hit with the COVID-19 outbreak. Most schools are, are closed. Uh, the governor just actually ordered schools closed. And if community colleges in Illinois is under his purview, they're also closed for this year. So they're looking for new programs that may be able to drive enrollment up. And this program uh, will probably uh, do that. And it's not all that expensive. You see, unlike the other licenses, this license application fee is only a hundred bucks. And so when you were trying to get your craft uh, grower license or your dispensary license, your application fee was $5,000 or 2,500 if you were a social equity applicant. The uh, community colleges have a bigger break on that. We're also gonna find out later how many community colleges are in Illinois. So you can see that their chances of winning are also substantially better. So if a community college puts fourth an application compliance with this a very strong and complete application we'll see the likelihood of them prevailing um if delivered in person i'm not sure if they'll have that that is currently a prohibition on on the uh, applications right now but the uh Demai, or the may 17th in english uh, is the time in which you can get your questions to the uh, state of illinois department of agriculture regarding the community college questions and they will post answers to those questions on June 1st. Remember, July 1st is the due date. Oops, I went one too far. July 1st is the due date where you have to have this application in. And like all the other application, it is, it is comprised of exhibits. In particular, there are few exhibits in this. There are much fewer than the dispensary or the grower exhibits uh, list that the state of Illinois provides for in their uh, licensing schematic. So it's experience and credentials of the facility, or uh, faculty, I read facility in there because I've been doing too many craft grower applications. So it's experience and credentials of faculty, the student population, the security plan. This is in every cannabis um, business license application. And the, to a certain extent, this is a cannabis business license. Uh, what does the school sell? They, they sell accreditation. They sell, I mean, I got a bachelor's and a law degree. The school sold that to me, right? So your curriculum plan, uh, career advising and job placement plan. That's interesting. Maybe an opportunity for one of those public private partnerships. Notarized statement. That's a very simple form for you to fill out and fingerprint consent form. Uh, right now, state's closed. So in theory, if you're going to apply immediately, you would get a deficiency notice if you didn't fill out the fingerprint consent form. However, you have until July to fill this out. So you really don't need to go get your fingerprints done right now. June 1st is probably a good time. You usually want your fingerprints to be fresh and fresh is 30 days. So let's move on then to the general information. The general information is uh, pretty much the real application. This is the only page that you'll include in your application that is not going to be an exhibit. Uh, I like how Illinois has made these a fillable form. As you can see, I'm just 
marking them up like that. So you put in, you know, your community college name. I'm going to do the one that's just up the hill around for me, Illinois Central College. Uh, yeah, ICC. We used to have a bad thing about that. We would say it stood for I can count. I tell you, high schoolers are just so juvenile. And then you get into your required exhibits and description section. They also refer you out to these emergency rules. This is the actual law itself, that uh, 410 ILCS 705 slash at SEC. And then these are the uh, rules regarding the administrative code. So that's 8IAC, Illinois Annotated Code, I believe. And then 1300.200 and that .200 section, because the this is the actual emergency rules for cannabis and that point 200 section is the section specifically for the uh cannabis vocational pilot program i'm not sure if i approve of that because it should be like toward the end is there's far fewer of these licenses but whatever uh, it looks like it's also a point-based system uh this is a completely unlimited application in the sense there are no page limits whatsoever so by all means draft a thousand pages uh, they're expected to review the act rules and scoring criteria independently. Scoring criteria, I would go straight to right over here, this point two hundred in the uh, Illinois uh, rules that are there. And then that's going to figure out where the, uh, the scores are. And then I would start from there and I would start breaking down my exhibits based upon these scores so that you, the community college that's going to call me by Googling cannabis lawyer, you can see that. Or maybe, maybe you don't want to Google cannabis lawyer. Maybe you just want to go to my LinkedIn page and kick my tires a little bit. I really don't care. You, you can. I mean, that's that's where you'll find out that I was quoted in the Wall Street Journal. But anyway, I'm not trying to brag on that. Uh, this is mostly for SEO purposes and also to help you, the good educator, bring cannabis jobs to Illinois and to other states. I believe these types of licensure will be very popular in other states because then it allows you to actually certify and bring uh, you know credentials to the industry that are bestowed just like the other credentials in any other industry, whether it's law or I got a bachelor's in history of political science. I guess I could have been a lobbyist or a storyteller. So let's go to um, this next part, student population. It appears they're gonna put uh, some type of social equity into that here, provide documentation to show what percentage of its student population is low income in the past four years, detailed description of social, ethnic, and geographic diversity of applicant staff and student body. So there is a, um, a social equity aspect to the student population uh, that they are scoring uh, for 200 points. And uh, if you need help with that, we do we do census data, but the, the data that these guys have are gonna be the data that the school already is sitting on because they know what their student body has been for the past three or four years. Uh, security plan. These are very meticulous and uh, the level of detail can be pretty ridiculous as well. Uh, they can go on for the entire page limit, but they said there is no page limit. So this exhibit could easily be 50, 75 pages easily, depending on how you're gonna show the schematics of this. Anyway, uh, a description of the enclosed lock facility, that's very similar language that they use in uh, the cultivation or in the infusion license. So it's all about this enclosed lock facility and location will be grown and harvested, stored proposed procedures for oversight in the area and the facility. Wow. And so here, and we are actually talking about the difference between facility and up here it's faculty. 
but the facility, the enclosed, locked, stored facility, these were criteria that are quite popular in a lot of cannabis grow uh, licenses, and, and it's no different in this one. Uh, so you you have to really beef this up, and don't forget your proposed procedures for oversight in these areas, and where the cannabis is expected to be grown or stored. One of the fascinating things about this license that has me kind of shaking my, well, confused, uh, you have to be 21 to use the cannabis, but you're most college, like I graduated from college when I was 21. I almost, I turned 22 like the month thereafter or so in the summer, but you know, uh, I would have had to have waited until I was already majored in it. And, and then I would have been able to smoke marijuana or cannabis as we call it here in Illinois. It's just perplexing, but still and for what it's worth. Uh, so, you know, you're growing all this stuff and you can't use it. And then, of course, you have a vault log entries of the enclosed lock facility. So it's all about the they don't want any diversion of product. And it's interesting in the sense of, well, how much cannabis are they going to be growing? How much cannabis are they going to be growing? And then not only that, it's supposed to have a vault log. Well, OK, so all the kids can't use it. They can't smoke it uh, because they're all underage and they have this vault log. So what are they just going to be overstocked? Or are they going to have to destroy the contents of their vault? Or can they sell the contents of their vault to a, um, a dispensary? I'm not sure. Uh, I would assume no, they cannot. But uh, they're going to be growing stuff. How are they going to get rid of it? Are they just going to grow this cannabis to chop it up and blend it with like coffee grounds and, and recycling paper and, and then compost it? I have no idea. Curriculum plan. Okay, so now here is where you're going to learn the cannabis stuff. Provide curriculum plan for its career and cannabis certificate program. So it's going to be a cannabis certificate program, not necessarily an associate's degree, a cannabis certificate program. Let's see what that means. Including plans for the processing and testing of cannabis. Applicants should include this exhibit details of the applicant's geographic location and any distinction or benefit that the location includes. For example, Illinois Central College is centrally located in the middle of the state. All right. Uh, exhibit E, career advising and job placement plan. Uh, so this is when you get, what was those guys' names? Oh my gosh. I maybe talked to them twice from the time I was in high school all the way until the time that I was a lawyer. <sighs> guidance counselors. Did you guys ever use a guidance counselor? Well, this would be the time in which to describe those services. Provide a plan uh, and provide a plan applicants career advising and job placement plan. That's interesting. It looks like it's actually a typo. Let's kind of zoom in and see if we have a typo here. Uh, provide a plan applicants career advising and job placement plan. Uh, that, uh, that, that doesn't make sense to me, but you know, I didn't draft this. So uh, for students participating in its career and cannabis certificate program, a proposed plan to conduct post certificate follow-up surveys and record and record participating students' job placement within the cannabis industry and then hit them up for donations. If there's one thing that I learned from graduating from college and law school, you get hit up for donations. It is the thing that you always keep paying for. So go school and um, job placement in the cannabis industry. This, this would be formulaic. You guys already kind of have it with your uh, current um, placement programs because the 
students are very often sold like, well, here's our placement of our graduates within six months. So the, uh, the institutions uh, of education are probably already gathering uh, this data to the best of their ability. Of course, sometimes they lie about it because the more rosy of a picture they can plant, uh, paint with their uh, data, the more likely you are to go to school there. But dude, you're going to be getting a degree in cannabis. So you're going to go to school there just because it's cool. Anyway, notarized statement, like remember how I said this is really, really simple. OK, this is essentially uh, an affidavit, as we would call it in litigation. Uh, and it is I swear all these facts happened, Right. I swear that uh, or well, I have notice. First off, it's controlled substance. And then having this license doesn't mean you are authorized to violate state or federal law. Uh, and you just have to affirmatively say that you understand that and that you have to firmly say that all the information in the application is true and correct. Very common uh, in in law affidavits. And then, you know, the, uh, the Illinois State Police may be conducting random, random uh, inspections and from local law or even federal law enforcement. Federal law enforcement doesn't enforce federal law. And then this is signed by uh, whomever is the appropriate party from the community college. And, and then you have a notary uh, affix her stamp after they verified the identification of the signatory. Fingerprint consent form, very, very similar to all the other fingerprint consent forms that were in the other applications. Uh, the question of who you would have fingerprinted is probably answerable in the, uh, what do they call those? The IAC rules here that they quote right there. They even have a link to them. That's one of the nice things about the Department of Agriculture. They're so helpful. So that, that is it. We've gone over the um, this new application that's open until July, and it took about 15 minutes. It's going to make a perfect video addition to my webpage, so it'll already rank higher than it is. And, and to reward people for sticking around until the end, we do have some comments, because this is a live show, by the way. Uh, tomorrow, we have a really good guest on uh, Patients Out of Time. They are old school. Uh, when it comes to being advocates. They've been advocates since before uh, there were raids, uh, unlike after the Cole memo came out in 2013, seven years ago almost. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to ask about that history. And if you would like some Bovida care packages, I'll even throw in a dupe tube that has some branding for this YouTube channel and also my website, CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. Uh, and then how do you get those? Uh, feel free to give me an email at Tom at Collateral Base. And uh, I will see you tomorrow for a, another exciting episode of...